It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry, we're laughing. It's just that was bad timing. Sorry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to um, BIG podcast. Um, we're back. It's been some time, Nick. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Thanks, Rambo. Yourself? I'm doing. I'm doing okay, actually. Um, it's as I say, it's been a, it's been a wee while since we've recorded one of these. Um, we did say we were going to do a Mighty Ducks uh, episode once every couple of weeks, and I think that just fell by the wayside. Life got in the way, as it were, and we were unable to do it. Um, but we're we're here now to do it and uh, and and bring you some some Mighty Ducks related chat um, and to basically just set up what's going to be our our Christmas Christmas special next week. Um, but Nick, just before we get into Mighty Ducks. Um, We've been podcasting. The BIG has had a podcast since 2017. Um, oh. It was our first one. Uh, we're up to, this is episode 75, incidentally. Um, and uh, we've had 12,000 listens over the years. Did you expect it to be that much? Um, no. That's um, 12,000 people who really haven't got anything better to do. I know, I know, and it's a, a shout out because uh, some of the places that we've got listeners, we've got uh, our most listened from places that is the United Kingdom, as one might imagine, considering that's what we deal with. Um, Ireland is forty eight plays, and the USA, the USA is in second, Canada is in third. But it gets better, Nick. There's some total random countries that we have. Ghana, four plays in Ghana, uh, so shout out to our Ghana massive. Kenya, two plays. Angola, nine place. Um, Brazil, Argentina, Peru, Colombia. Um, Japan, seventeen place. I think I um, think some people have uh, some people have been having a little bit too much fun with their old VPN. I'm thinking that to be fair, um, <laughs> but nevertheless, it's nice to imagine that we have listeners from from all around the globe. So, uh, shout out to uh, to everyone that's listening to us. Or um, if you're just from the UK and you're playing with your VPN, then fair play to you uh, for tricking us. Um, well, if, 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 if that's what you're doing, feel free to just continue to just get a little bit more out of the box. Yeah, just while we're on it, we've not had no listeners from South Africa if you're playing with your VPN. Um, so, we can uh, play a v- VPN bingo. VPN bingo. <laughs> See if you get a new one. We'll try and, we'll try and keep you up to date every week. Um, so yeah, that was just uh, just to kind of bring that up. Thanks very much for everyone for listening. Um, so Nick, um, again, just before we go into the Mighty Ducks, uh, BIC Cup started. Kings have had a couple of games. How how have you found the new? Well, the old getting back to the old ways of of the cup competition. Um, <clears throat> I forgot what it's like to be sleep deprived on a constant basis, and also the the joys of constantly having this feeling of dread of 
oh, what have we got to do this weekend? Oh, actually, oh, there's nothing to do this weekend. Great, I can recover from a week of work. Oh, no, actually, what I've got to do this weekend is I've got to go to Manchester on a Friday night, and then I've got to do this on the Saturday, and then this on the Sunday. Like, yeah. Uh, it was a rather rude, uh, rude return to... Um, certainly, I don't know whether it's just me, Rambo, or, or I, I must have aged severely during the pandemic. But um can't remember it being this difficult. Um, no, no, I don't think it I don't think it was. I think it's just that it is it is age, it is the fact that we were chilled out during the pandemic. Um and uh yeah, so it's all that stuff. Um Eagles had a bit of a rude awakening in the cup. One training session immediately played the Nottingham Mavericks, who now sit at top of the table, three wins out of three, plus 18 goals difference. Uh, in their first three games, albeit fourteen of those were against us. So, <laughs> did, uh, did 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 you feel safe when the Nottingham Mavericks were there? Safe. Yeah. Did they provide you with that feeling of safety? No. Well, oh, I right. don't. Was was were they supposed to? It's it's just it's just what the Mavericks are there to do. Remember, Rambo, to to make everybody feel safe around them and 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 safe in the knowledge that the Nottingham Mavericks are here. <laughs> um, they did put up a like a it's quite it's quite good they're quite disciplined um, actually uh, under Will Fry's tutelage but they put up a little sign up um, a, about perseverance and everything in in the in the Murrayfield changing room and I was like I wouldn't put that that might bring the paint down with it but um, <laughs> no it didn't it didn't uh, everything's fine um, so uh, yeah so. Um, good to get the cup back and going and then see teams in it. Bit of a shame that a few teams have kind of had problems and, you know, uh, in the South we've had a team that wasn't able to stay in it, but um, yeah, can't do much about that. Um, so, uh, Nick, what we said and what we advertised ages ago, uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changer Season 2. Uh, what was your thoughts on the season overall? in terms of whether it was good or bad or indifferent? Um, <clears throat> I, there was points where, as much as I love the Mighty Ducks as much as as much as you do, Rambo, there was, there was points where I maybe questioned whether or not this was worth them doing. But I don't know. I think when you look at the big picture, and again, I think uh, I'm sure we're going to come on to it, but um, just obviously Nick Gantz comes through and just saves the day basically, for the entire series. Yeah, I mean, Nick Gans is the, for me, he's the MVP of uh, the Mighty Ducks. Um, he's very good at the minors. One, he's continued that in season two. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give her props in some ways, Nick. It, I guess I was disappointed that Emilia Estevez, you know, had whatever meltdown they had or, you know, or whatever the problem was. It just it just didn't have that same magic. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. For someone who's not a big fan of the Mighty Ducks, I'm pretty sure that some, you know, like my wife was probably happier seeing Josh do Hamel's face on the t- TV every week rather than than Emilio Estevez's. But that being said, um, <laughs> I I I kind of felt that. The season it lacks something of the the classic ducks. What I would say though is, it's nice for them to try a new concept um, with this hockey camp. I thought was quite a new concept, um, and that was that was a good thing. Um, and uh, 
yeah, as I say, Nick Nick maintained his his one liners. I can't immediately pull any out of the top of my head right now, but I do remember him uh, obviously running uh, running away <laughs> and going to the top of the leaderboard because of the amount of fitness he was doing <laughs> as he tried to run away. So yeah, um, they had some good guest stars though. Uh, I, I don't know if you picked up on it. There was a guest star in the very first episode in the opening scene that hadn't been on the Mighty Ducks Game Changers yet. Did you did you pick him out? No, who was that? Dean Portman. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dean Portman shows up. Um, he's not actually on the Wiki- Wikipedia page for this as, as having been credited by the part, but he showed up, obviously, to, he was part of the construction team with Fulton um, at the rink after it had started to fall down. Um, obviously, they looked at a different way of doing this with uh, with the suggestion that they got invited to a camp and then they got invited by accident, which was quite funny. No, the, um, the, the funny. The funny thing is, and most of our UK-based listeners will 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 sympathise with. I think we've all been in that situation of realising that one day we might turn up and the rink might literally just have fallen to bits. <laughs> yeah, they might have, might have fallen to bits. It might have might have been foreclosed on. Uh, you never you never really know. Um, with some of the rinks in the UK, unfortunately, um, that's the trials and tribulations of of hockey in the UK. And why we have to just sort of uh, get on with it, really. Um, the only thing I would say is, as much as everything changed, things changed. It stayed the same, and I, I did think, and you can maybe tell me what you think of this, that it was a bit obvious and it was a bit quick the transition of some of the characters to getting on board with. The uh, the mighty ducks, the mighty ducks way. I don't know about you, but it felt like it should have really been a slightly longer season um, if they were going to sort of do that with how entrenched the characters were right at the start. Don't know if you would agree with that. Yeah, you were you kind of thrust into. Obviously, there was a little bit more character development for some of the returning cast from last year, but then I think. Obviously, some of the newer characters that they kind of brought in, kind of like you didn't get to to meet them much. It was kind of like right they're here, and this is how they're in the story. Not kind of it was a little bit weird that you got obviously a cast that you you knew from last season, and then there's always going to be additions, but some of them kind of very much thrust upon you without really much choice as to whether or not you were you were wanting to get to know this person. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of uh, some of the characters in it, um. And and think moments that I remember enjoying from some of the characters. I thought the new the new girl that was in it from Alaska was quite good. And I kind of because that episode's more fresh in my mind. Um she, she, bit, she got, like she got BYJ vibes written all over her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she was she was quite good at the end where she was speaking to Sam and she was like, um, so uh, I don't have WhatsApp or whatever it was, and, and so call me. But um, yeah. the, we don't get good signal, so just shout really loud, <laughs> which was quite, I thought was quite funny. Um, and uh, I thought Coop, uh, I think it's is it Luke Islam that plays Coop. I thought he um, ended up being like kind of a sort of good backstory character. And uh, I was quite impressed with his singing voice. He, I know he sang in the last one, but it was a bit more of the contemporary this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that was. Um, there were there some characters who I don't think got much kind of face time in terms of like the, the 
not even that they were kind of their character development secondary it was kind of a, an afterthought that like there was a an occasional five minutes thrown in there that obviously there was the whole um i can't remember what the name of the original uh the original girl is that then obviously comes out that she had this crush on nick all along and it's like well, hold on a minute that's like where's this come from this is just anyway but um yeah, there was that there was lots of Lots of moments, put it this way, where, don't get me wrong, I know it's, it's Disney and it's the Mighty Ducks and a lot of it is fairly predictable and that's kind of what you sign up for. But it could have been a little bit masked in a couple of little different ways, I think, in terms of have a little bit more kind of suspense. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's Maya's the character. She, she yeah. There was that weird bit at the start when Nick went missing and she was overly distraught with him. Um but they never really, I don't know, they didn't close the book on that. That I don't know if there'll be a third season. No, um, it, again, that was kind of like something that, I don't know whether they've decided to open that door and then just leave it there as something that they might want to investigate in the future. But like, yeah, there was no kind of closure to that <laughs> that little storyline. Yeah. Just kind of like, oh, there you go. It was when she was talking about she had a crush on him and then it went away. And it's like she'll all, I'll always be crushing. I'll crush on you when you're not crushing on me, and and all this stuff. And next, like you know, I, next week, ten years from now, when I'm married with two kids, if you're crushing on me, I'll be crushing. <laughs> just classic neck banter, which was just, as I say, the the, the main bit of it. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, first um, Alex or, or Lauren Graham, um, formerly of the Gilmore Girls. I found out after Mighty Ducks last year. Uh, yeah, so, so, so did I. Mainly when Beth rewatched the whole of the Gilmore Girls at least twice during during this period, and the first time down, I came downstairs and went, "This is a funny looking Mighty Ducks," and then realised, obviously, I was very sadly mistaken. Yeah. Um. How did you think? I mean, essentially, this this was a little bit more of a love story than than just about the Mighty Ducks themselves this season. Um, and Alex, Alex, uh. I was going to say Alex Graham. Uh, that's a different story and probably something we shouldn't bring up in but bad timing. Yeah, moving, moving very, very swiftly on from that story. Um, <laughs> Alex Morrow, sorry, and uh, um, Colin Cole. Yeah, like, poor, poor old Gordon. Like, I know he's got his issues and he wasn't part of the series, but hey, just rip your heart out. Got your little burgeoning little relationship there with, with Alex. And then, nope, take that away. Like She's going to go away on a little have a summer camp romance. Yeah, it was a little bit kind of like it would have been maybe developed a bit better if it had been, I don't know, like a couple of characters like Maya and somebody or whatever. You know, like I know that it's a kid's show at the end of the day and I don't really worry about kids' romance and how that works out. But, you know, it, it was kind of weird. Like the story sort of revolved around this weird love connection that they had, I thought, a lot more than the hockey necessarily. And then... Let's just talk about Josh Duhamel and coming in. I, I thought he was okay. Um, but again, I think his character kind of flipped far too early, like very, very quickly from being a grump about the game not going ahead to suddenly cannonballing with his son and everything being okay again. But I guess that's the world of Disney. Um, but what did you make of Josh Duhamel and what he actually added or uh, to the, to the show? I thought it was it was a little bit of a change of pace and kind of had that kind of prickly on the outside kind of um, coach aspect that obviously he's never 
particularly been seen before. Obviously, like going going way back here for for a lot of you non boomers. Um, obviously, Mighty Ducks three. If you remember, Rambo has obviously the the first change of coach and kind of they're a little bit upset, aren't they? And they don't fully get along with the uh, with the coach because they don't really. Well, he's not Gordon basically and doesn't like fun. Um, but I thought it was a little bit strange because like obviously it, it was all about um, him and his favourites necessarily, which then was the the tragic story of Evan's desperate need to be loved. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I think well that there was little bits of story. Evans' uh, desperate need to be loved, the fact that he essentially fell out with Sophie. Well, they fell out, they broke up, they became pals. She moved on pretty quickly. She moved on pretty quickly as a rebel um, with her blue bit in her hair and all this sort of stuff. Um, I thought the boy Jace actually played his role quite well because I can. I kind of think it was quite a, like it was a little bit of a shot across the brow to 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 some of the some of the parents we maybe see at rinks sometimes that are like a little bit like my son's going to make the NHL and that means that I'm going to make them do nothing but play hockey. Um, so I did quite yeah. like that aspect to the, the sort of unusual aspect of where his son almost was rejecting hockey because of the pressure his father put on him and found his love of the game with a lovable bunch of rogues, the Mighty Ducks. Um, what, what did you make of the team names, Nick? And it, uh, and it, and it was they, they went all the way around, dominate whatever it was, fornicate. I don't know, fornicate. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then and then Mighty Ducks. Then what, what did you make of the team names? <laughs> um, I thought they were um, rather <laughs> interesting. Put it, put it that way. Um, uh, what I, also what I want to know. From, from your understanding of this, let's call it hockey camp, were they yeah. all supposed to be the same age? I have no idea. Well, obviously, they were within an age bracket because there was the... Um, oh, yeah, because obviously um, Jace no, returned, didn't he? So, obviously, it must Jace, be... Jace returned, and then there was the older brother. Um, yes. His name. He was actually quite a good... I thought he the actor that played him played it quite well, and it was quite... Uh, A.J. Lawrence, that was his name. Yeah. Um, I, I actually thought that his character was quite quite a fun character that was that was quite good uh, quite good uh, banter. Um, they, yeah, I think there were there were some of them that looked really old. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know. Don't get me wrong. I know they're all of that age where um, let's just say um, a certain change happens and it affects people in different ways and at different times, but. There was certainly a couple of times where it looked like there were some 19-year-olds playing against 12-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, there was, there was, and then, you know, the that, that weird, the captain's debate. Is that how you're going to decide the King's next captain, Nick? Make I, I, them do was, uh, that was an interesting, <laughs> an interesting decision by all. Um, yeah, the ice bath challenge. I mean, I've done a bit of cold water therapy, Nick. I don't know if you... You saw that when I went into the sea a few weeks ago. You probably saw too much of that, actually, if you're on Instagram. Um, but but um, I can't imagine doing that for for any longer than maybe 15 minutes. <laughs> so it's quite quite the challenge. Um, were you a little bit disappointed in the lack of former Duck guest stars? Because I was kind of hoping we'd see Charlie or something in this one. Yeah, like, I, I think obviously there was the whole in the first series there was the whole when are they gonna when are they gonna throw back to that 
it was kind of as if like, oh, we've done the whole like previous thing. This is now its own thing. Like, mm. especially then, like in the first episode, within the first ten minutes, they obviously have a couple of like throwback stars, and then after that, it's no, actually, what we are going to do is we're just going to get the real Anaheim Ducks involved. Yeah, and and get on with those shenanigans. In which case, considering and and Beth will vouch for this, we spent the entire time on the sofa when they were like, we're going to Honda Center, and I was like, Trevor Zegras will be in this TV show. And he will do some ridiculous tricks because basically he is a performing magician and he is the most Disney thing going around. In which case, lo and behold, magic happened. Do, do, do you now want to get the tour of the Honda Centre to see if they really have that corridor with Russ, uh, Russ Tyler's puck and, and all this sort of stuff on it? Yeah, I, I, I am I am pretty sure that every single game, Trevor Zegras and the rest of the Anaheim Mighty uh, Anaheim Ducks walk past all of those mementos and just breathe it in before they then proceed to suck and be one of the worst teams in the NHL at this. Yeah, yeah. Are they still owned by Disney? Uh no. no. I don't believe so. No, because it, it got pretty Disney for the Mighty Ducks quite quickly. Um, what did you make of the Ducks sort of um, combo team jerseys? At the end. Oh, the um, what at the end? Yeah, I like them. Yeah, and they're not now. Am I right in thinking they're not Anaheim Mighty Ducks jerseys? Are they? They are like a throw. They've done they've done jerseys like that. Very, I think their um their reverse retro this year is pretty similar. Let me have a look. It's more just the uh, colours of it. It's, it's very, like Anaheim Mighty Ducks have, have lent into lent into that not so long ago. Put it that way. It wasn't. It didn't take much imagination to make those jerseys, put it that way. No, no, but um, uh, I quite, I quite liked them. I have to say, I thought well, the, were... the, the, the biggest takeaway that I took away from it was again sat on the sofa with Beth. Is I went when we make our next BYJ club, it will be orange. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, it's quite a good point actually. Durham, Durham Bishops coming to an ice rink near you soon in that orange colour. With yeah. the change jersey being pretty much the exact jersey that you saw just there. Yeah. And uh, interesting story. You know, the final game, they have all different stories within the final game. Um, yeah. We had Kenny Wu overcoming the, the, you know, getting essentially his butt handed to him the first time he played Iceland in, in D2. We had uh, Russ, Russ Tyler with the knuckle puck. Um, the weird, ridiculous... Uh, Sorry? Goldberg playing out. Gold, but that was D3, yeah, Goldberg playing out and scoring a goal. Um, also, the penalty shootout where he swapped Goldberg for Julie the Cat Gaffney. Yeah. Um, we've had all these little things. What, what do you make of the story of the final where it was suddenly Jace has fixed his shot, Jace is actually a superstar, and um, then that weird sort of second period where he decided he was going to not shoot properly and deliberately because he didn't want to go to the NHL. Yeah, effectively. I thought that was pretty interesting because, um, put it this way, I'm sure you've coached many a player in your day, Rambo, and, and still to this day. I'd love I'd love it if some of my guys were intentionally being crap. <laughs> That's very true. Um, also, what I will say is that actor had an incredible talent of hitting that exact same spot on them boards when he was hooking his shot every single time. That was freakishly good in itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, I don't know. I don't know if he had a stunt double or, or, or whatnot. Um, 
And in terms of the uh, the Canada comeback, I think the one thing annoyed me was that was the worst flying V I have ever seen. Yeah, um, that was, was even miles offside. That was offside. Yeah, uh, it was the most offside I've ever seen. The only thing that annoyed me more in terms of break, I know it's Mighty Ducks and it's a land of make believe. In terms of breaking the rules, was when Coop scored by like skating the length of the ice. I thought it was, <laughs> was going to be some kind of like weird goal where he. Like they flicked up and he batted it or something, but the fact he scored by by skating the length of the ice really annoyed me, and it, it's it, I don't know why it annoyed me. You know that moment where they obviously do the whole we're gonna have to find things that, that off the like off out of left field that we're all good at, and he goes like they're all going through their different things like we we can we can be tough we can do this and then like he goes. I, could, I want to score a goal. Like, in most normal scenarios, I'm sure you've been there, Rambo, coaching beginners. Like, normally at that point when the goalie says that, you go, yeah, yeah, okay, that's nice. You, yeah. you do, you. that's nice. Also, we need to fight, we need to lean into the things that we're like, we're not good at or whatever. I mean, Coop wasn't good at score, stopping goals for the, start, for the start of it either. So, I mean, you might have wanted to lean into that a little bit more. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that kind of irritated me. And then, why did they change the knuckle puck? Yeah, what, what did you I, notice I, that? Yeah, the knuckle puck, and traditionally the the puck goes up and down, but for some yeah. reason it had this weird swervy effect that they they just brought in. Must which be is must probably be the, must be the new sticks these days. Yeah, it's a new it's a new sticks. Um, were they using Fisher models, Nick? Is that what? Yeah, uh, maybe for it's obviously for season three, I'm guessing they're going to cut the budget, so they might have to go for a, um, a more a more affordable option. In which case, I am I am available if they um, do need stock. <laughs> and but yeah, they the, they changed the 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 uh, knuckle bucket. It kind of I was like, well, this is strange. It's like they they changed their sticks now, so, so they've got like sort of um, CCM predator sticks, like you know the football boots back in the day, where suddenly everyone could swear for football. <laughs> um, and then uh, the next thing oh, and the last point was where they got the penalty shot um, to win the game and they asked Evan to take it what did, what did you make of the fact that they decided that they were going to do this with a spotlight on I mean yeah. I, don't, I know it's the Mighty Ducks I know it's Disney but all, all I'm all I'm saying is, Rambo, further to a conversation we were having earlier and we had in the committee meeting earlier this week, you guys thought Nationals was fun last year with the penalty shootouts. Wait till you do it when I put the spotlight on this year. <laughs> we're going to turn out all the lights, tier six, spotlight. Well, Boom. we better check how long they take to turn back on again because I don't want to repeat that. I don't know if anyone know, re- will remember it, but the, when the NHL came to London in 27, uh, 2007, and they played the it They turned all the lights off, and it took them twenty minutes to come back on after the doctors went on that. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> and then um, obviously we had Nick. We had Nick commentating on the game because he had injured himself, uh, which was obviously going to be leaned into. I presume uh, if there is a third series, he'll not be a player in it. Um, I would think that Nick might be some kind of. I think we might have touched on it in the last podcast because had we not watched the first episode at that point, but his comment in that first episode of like, 
what was it like? Please don't hit me. I have two mums that love me very much, or something. <laughs> absolute, yeah. absolute gold. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he, um, he is. Uh, yeah, that's right. That I don't know if we podcasted then or we were just chatting about something, but that was. Yeah, he's he was he's very quippy, and I I would quite. Do you know that that character? You know a bit like when they let Ron Burgundy co- commentate on the LA Kings. Yes, I think it would be. I would be quite interested to see him. That the the actor, obviously, the young actor, commentating on a on a game or so. If if you do, you'd have to sell fun. But if you want to come over to nationals, if you do listen to this um, actor who plays Nick Gans, Maxwell Simpkins is his name. I just saw it just now. Um, just reach out to you, and we can come across and uh, and and bar on essentially. Uh, you know what? I bet he's never commentated for like nineteen hours a day. No, no, um, he probably doesn't have the patience for that, mind you. But uh, yeah, I thought he was he was quite it was quite good, and it it did leave it that could be the last episode we see of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. But equally, we could see it come back. The only problem is Nick, if they do have a new series. Do you not think now, because of the whole summer camp, Alex, Colin Cole thing, and as, as you, as we understand it, Emilio Estevez having some kind of problem with COVID um, protocols or something, do you think we're going to have, a, kind of, if they return to Minnesota, we're going to have a a Mighty Ducks where we... There's there's flashbacks to the old, or uh, I mean, I don't uh, know. Where they I'm not entirely sure. Um, I don't know whether it should just be left where it is. Uh, I don't think it was a very satisfactory ending, if that's the case, because I think there is more that they could do with it. I just don't know, kind of, because obviously they were talking about obviously getting looking at all these schools and, and drafted and all like it was mainly colleges, wasn't it, and stuff, but. Obviously, they're not there yet, so I don't know. It could, it could have more life to it, like, but depends what they want to do with it. Yeah, Emilio Estevez um, has actually spoken out about it, um, and he said it was nothing more than good old-fashioned contract dispute and a myriad of creative difficulties. He shares his personal experience with COVID nineteen, um, and that's on a page called Deadline, I found that very quickly there. So whether or not they can bring him back, I think it'd be interesting if they bring him back, whether they bring in Colin Cole as well and make some kind of love triangle as a sort of adult theme, because there's always an adult theme and problem in it as well. Um, But really, I think if they're going to bring it back, they need to hit the nostalgia a bit more and maybe bring in Charlie, um, you know, Charlie's the, obviously the most the biggest character from the Mighty Ducks, and I think that's someone they need to yeah. bring in. Um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it was fine. Yeah, it was passable. Um, it wasn't as good as like, the very first season, I think, because the the novelty of it had worn off a little bit. Um, but it was passable, and I think everyone done their jobs. And there was lots of there was entertaining bits, bits where we chuckled, um, and all the rest of it. Bits where I was almost crying, and that's when. Well, put, put, put it put it this way: it made it to a season two, unlike another well-known show, a little bit closer to home. Zero chill. <laughs> Zero chill. Well, I'll tell you what: 
I'll tell you whose career that's done wonders for. Mike Shalossi. Today, yeah, exactly. Look at him now. <laughs> yeah, today at the time of recording, Mike Shalossi named his GBU men, sorry, GBS men's team um, for the University uh, World University <laughs> Games. Uh, clubs represented from the BIHA, Nottingham Mavericks, Edinburgh Eagles, Sheffield Bears, uh, Northumbria Kings, um, and probably a few more. Um, and yeah, so. Mike Shalossi is the only one who now has a better career as a result of Zero Chill uh, (laughs) rather than anybody else. I'm I'm slowing down, folks, because I'm not entirely sure what Nick's doing. He seems to be dancing and stuff in front of me. But yeah, yeah, uh, so GBS uh, men's team, I really find it difficult to say GBS. It sounds... Just sounds wrong. Um, it sounds like you've 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 just been diagnosed. Yeah, exactly. And it's I don't know. It's not. It doesn't sound right. Um, so that's the GBS men's team uh, organising. We, we'll get the women's team soon. Soon enough. Uh, GB women's have their own Instagram, which you can look up. I think it's GB. It might still be GBU women's um, on Instagram, but they put a lot of entertaining stuff there when they're in camps and things like that. And doing questions and answers and no doubt they'll they'll continue some of that um on their way to on their way to Lake Placid in January. Um we'll record before then next so we will be able to wish them good luck but uh um I guess we can say it now good luck to them all. Um I'm sure that you're no doubt you'll be rooting for them and uh, back here um I'll be in Calgary when they start their their journey. Um and uh, I think it'll be uh, I think they'll They'll do us proud anyway, Nick, I think. They, they always do. Yeah, they always do. So um, that's that. Um, I suppose back to Mighty Ducks Game Changers now that we've kind of, you know, talked about Sir Lossie's career arc since since uh, Zero Chill. Um, uh, out of 10, what would you give this season? Um, six. I think, yeah, about six to six and a half, maybe. 6.25, maybe. I, I, there, there was there was points where it was a four, and there was points where it was a, an eight. So yeah, I would agree I'm, with that. Going somewhere, averaging it out somewhere in the middle in terms of um, any time that Nick's involved. Uh, I'm thinking back to the whole what was the whole betting one with the with the with the chocolate and everything, and obviously <laughs> that was uh, that was interesting. anything anything that's got Nick involved is pretty good. The candy, the candy one where he saved everyone's life with his mum's candy slide. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Wait, I think... What? what? The, the, the coaches game. That was... <laughs> the coaches just absolutely ruining the children. And then... Oh, it was when they done... It was when they done their... <laughs> the, the, the promo video for it <laughs> where the coaches were absolutely brutalising the children <laughs> yeah. and, and then the only bright spot was Jace could play hockey at that point and scored um, I think um, so So speaking of Jace um, what because obviously it was, it was prophesied about this whole um, had this incident in the previous year that caused him to have the yips let's call it um, it wasn't prophesied that basically it, it was it was foretold that he 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 missed a goal, wasn't it? 
It wasn't foretold that he managed to do a backward slap shot into his own net. I actually think that was highly impressive to me. <laughs> Whoever actually filmed that scene, the fact that he swung and like swung back. And it was, the thing was, as a hockey player and, and someone who's played, you know, been involved in hockey for a long time, I still can't understand why you take a big dirty slap shot swing there. I, I, I mean, call me crazy, but uh, I just can't understand it. Um, yeah, um, and then what was the... And, and just going to throw it out there, uh, I can't remember for the life of me either the name of one of the assistant coaches or obviously um, the helper, but... That 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 relationship, especially towards the end, is is definitely still a better love story than Twilight. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, where they essentially, when Alex and um, Coach Cole fall out and don't have their date, so she goes and has the date with with the other coach. Yeah, um, I'll tell you who I thought actually was quite good as a sort of guest or recurring character in it was Rick, Rich Eisen. I thought. Yes. He had, he had some quite good one-liners and, and quips. Um, he, played, he played it pretty well in terms of like the whole, I'm paid to be here. Like, what, what the, what, why, why am I commentating on a scrimmage? I have got to speak more to my agent, uh, that sort of thing. Um, although, yeah, although, but, although, to be fair, definitely um, epic, let's call them, uh, could definitely take obviously a leaf out of our book that you can do co-commentary. Um, you don't necessarily have to, one of you, be having a medical emergency for the other person to need to take over. Yeah, I kind of thought when Nick got brought up to sit beside him, he could have brought him in and as a sort of colour commentator kind of thing. Um, unless he was really worried it was going to have the same dynamic as Callie and I used to have, where we both just repeatedly shout at the same time uh, until we started consciously confirming who was doing what. <laughs> Uh, like, we've never had that problem. We just there's a natural ebb and flow. Well, that's because we sat next to each other for hours on end up in the ivory tower, so we know when the other one's getting too tired to keep talking. So, <laughs> oh, when it gets to a Saturday evening, we both had too much sugar, <laughs> it just gets a bit out of hand. Yeah. Oh well, what we're what we're hoping, of course, Nick, with some of the news is that, of course that you, neither you nor I will have to do the camera this year when we are commentating, because that, that is the most difficult, I think, thing, is to try and commentate and do the camera, as stupid as that sounds, because you're actually watching the game when you're doing the camera. I think it's just weird, because you're trying to concentrate on doing two things at once. Correct. Uh, um, yeah. It's not like when we were in uh, Oxford, when we were in Switzerland, that we could just react to the player that's in front of us. On another yeah, edition, of you slightly, slightly warmer on the Ivory Tower. Yeah. Um, although, um, I just wanted to see if I could shoehorn in Switzerland. To be fair, Nick. So. Yeah, no, I was going to say in terms of I'm not sure exactly in our 75 episodes whereabouts Switzerland fits into it, but I would say on average it does get a mention in at least every other podcast since. Ah, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to know that. If we'd done like a podcast quiz, um, how many times we've mentioned Switzerland in in our individual podcasts since we went there, which was quite early, early doors, because I think that was 2000 and, uh, 
2018, was it not? Or 2017. Yeah, that, that, that must have been at like the height of our fame. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like there's a lot of people in the BYJ Rambo who don't who don't know like don't even know about this or don't know about like our our, our level of kind of fame, basically. Yeah, well. One of the reasons I'm desperate to do a couple of pods before Christmas is because Will Fry said we need to do them again. And, like, Will Fry's quite a big deal. So if he's saying you need to do the pods again, then, you know, that's that means that we, we must be doing something right. Um, a, a man of that stature ask it, asking and, us to do uh, And I know you've obviously got a honeymoon in to go and do uh, early early January, but let's make a commitment to, at the very least... Make sure we do more podcasts next year. Yeah, let's try and uh, let's try and do maybe once once or twice a month um, after January. Uh, yeah, at least at least until nationals. Let's try and get them out there and and let's let's be creative about. Let's try and think about what um, what guests we can get involved. Like well, we, we could, at one point, we could get um, we could get one of the uh, the Oxford Vikings or one of the Glasgow Stags to come in and talk talk about what it feels to be. What it feels like to be Tage Thompson um, after their opening games. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't yeah, get that reference, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was a little bit disappointed that he only got four in the first period and then kind of eased off. That is a typical BYJ. Like he needs to come and Tage Thompson needs to come and play some BYJ hockey and realize that the the Columbus Blue Jackets are not dead until you've scored your thirteenth goal in the last minute. <laughs> What, they, they were talking about all sorts of records. Now he got five in the end, I think, plus one assist. Yeah. Um, so he, still, he didn't beat any. He equal like obviously getting five gets him up there on the on the list, but the 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 most is seven. Right. Um. So he, he's up there, but not anything too special. But considering he got five at the end of the second period, like I think slacking to be honest. Did he? Um, am I not right in thinking he had when he had four in the first? That was some kind of record, though. Yes, I believe that was not only a, um, I think that was a Buffalo record and also may have been a, an NHL record. But then again, you've got to remember, the, so a lot of the NHL records, in the last in the last 20 years, hockey's been pretty normal. But in the 80s, like, pretty much four goals in a period for Gretzky was a quiet night. Yeah, yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, as at the date of recording... Uh, which is the uh, the eighth of December, last night the seventh of December, um, Buffalo played Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, it finished nine, nine three, nine four, nine three. Yeah, um, and Buffalo had a six 0 lead after the first period, and Tage Thompson um, had scored four goals in that period, and then he scored one more for the rest of the game and finished with five goals plus one assist. So. Um, yeah, it was a, it's a pretty big night. I, I flicked it on because I was back from hockey, uh, from Eagles training. I, I, Nick, here's a story. I trained out last night with the Eagles and took part in the scrimmage. Right. There was a I'm number of a number of health complaints. Um, the next day, I tell you, um, <laughs> it was first and foremost the hardest thing was. I didn't realise that my bum has now formed a ridge that my shorts need to get over and then they kind of fit. Um, so that was the first challenge. Uh, the second challenge was um, being the nice guy that I am, there was a kit bag, one of the spare kit bags that was missing a pair of elbow guards 
And I thought, I'll just take them out of mind because I'm not going to play for a while. Turned up, had no elbow guards. Uh, my harness was uh, about eight stone ago, so that didn't fit. <laughs> and I had Chris Tongue shirt on, which was uh, looked like it was painted on. So <laughs> it, was, uh, it was an interesting evening. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was good to have a little bit of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, my knees were pretty much feeling it today. Um, so I guess um, we've kind of talked about the Mighty Ducks. We, we should really talk about our next our next pod, which I think we're going to do next week, um, or we're going to record certainly next week um, with Alex, the players rep from Oxford. Uh, Nick, been I've been pretty impressed with him so far. Yeah. Seems uh, pretty engaged and, and willing to contribute, which is always um, a good starting point. Yeah. Um, but no, definitely so. Seems uh, have his head screwed on, get what the organisation's all about. Doesn't get too worried by the inane chit-chat and, and nonsense that Rob Grant talks in the group chat. So, yeah, doing pretty well. I didn't appreciate that when we had our committee meeting last night that Rob kicked me out for taking the mick out of him. But... Uh, but <laughs> I suppose it was quite funny. Um, yeah, no, I, I think Alex is doing. He's doing. He's pretty switched on, and it, he's, he brings a southern feel to the to the group now because we seem to have a little bit more northern individuals. So it's we we bit extra southern. I think he's our first South players rep for a while. Yes. Yeah, because it was uh, obviously it was it was Nicky last year, and I think before that was Joe, and then. Essie was it at some point, you were it at some point, then Berkey was it. All the, the, the last guy was, I think it was the guy after me, we had a guy from Cambridge. Did we? Oh. Yeah. I, I, have a fleet, I have a fleeting memory of meeting him at the AGM and never seeing him ever again. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, anyway, um, I think probably that's that's probably enough for, for tonight if we talked about the Mighty Ducks um, as what was planned? We're going to be doing Christmas number one. Sorry, which was objective number one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're going to have a Christmas pod next week with with Alex. Um, uh, sort of Christmas triangle, unless we could we get one more. Um, and uh, just before we go, I guess it would be remiss uh, to say um, that we're very pleased to announce there's a new member of the BIHA baby party. Dave, Dave's now with. Child? No, he's not with child. That's the wrong <laughs> expression. But well, 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 I hope I hope he is with child and he's obviously not left it somewhere. Oh, that's true. But um, Dave, Dave's now had his his, his baby um, as well uh, with Hannah. So congratulations to them. Yes, um, and do you not need to obviously add Rob into that as well? Rob. Well, I was just about to say, and Rob has got his second child. Um, so the congratulations to to all of them. Um, if you're listening, obviously we wish you all the best of health and wish everyone the best of health that's listening. And, and again, just the utmost respect for Hattie for look, now looking after three children. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be funny because they'll get to about 10 and then they'll go to the movies and Rob will be the only one that gets in for a half. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. If Rob manages to get all the way through this episode to get to the point where we start rinsing him, he's done well. Yeah, well done, Rob. Um, anyway, um, I guess that's all that's left to say is uh, that's a goodbye for me. And it's a goodbye for me.